This is The Hindu on Books, a weekly podcast from India's national newspaper on the latest and the best from the world of literature. Hello and welcome to The Hindus on Book podcast. Today our guest is senior journalist Rashid Kidwai, whose eighth book, Leaders, Politicians, Citizens, a collection of profiles of 50 figures who influenced India's politics. He has been a journalist for nearly three decades, and most of these profiles are drawn out of his personal interactions. Rashid does not follow the usual cradle-to-grave narrative. These profiles go beyond the surface as he dredges up their quirks, fears, insecurities, ambitions, and disappointments. The effort, as Shashi Tharoor points out in the foreword to the book, is to understand the human beyond the headlines. Welcome, sir. Thank you, Shobhna. Thank you for your uh, kind and rather generous words. Uh, I much appreciate it. (laughs) Sir, to begin with, in the author's note, uh, right at the beginning, you lay out the dilemma about writing obituaries, especially for those whom you have met and interacted with on several occasions. You write, what if the dead could speak or read? Would they be vexed, pleased or bemused? Tell us a little bit more about this dilemma. I think this is a very uh, pertinent question. And uh, when we are writing about the dead, a lot of uh, you know moral and ethical uh, dilemmas come in. As a fellow journalist, you would know that the kind of uh, information we have is at times it becomes uh, slightly subjective because uh, the many events of national importance or political importance they have kind of various uh, sides to it uh, and of course a particular player in this case those politicians that I have documented they were the key players and uh, our journalistic interpretation or so to say the political narrative may have been somewhat different from uh, what they were in the know of things or their perception. And sometimes uh, there is a shade of grey. I mean, politicians have a, a lot of, they do a lot of good things, uh, in again, in public perception, and a lot of bad things. And we sometimes become very uh, kind of uh, judgmental. So in that context, I had this kind of moral and ethical uh, dilemma that I have described. My wife also I have referred to, she's a psychologist, and she also kept saying that, you know, don't, don't be unfair to them. I mean, a living person has a chance to uh, respond, uh, clarify, even if it is defamatory, they can go to court, but a dead cannot do it. So therefore, one had to be very careful about it. At the same time, as a journalist, as a writer, as an author, I had a commitment to tell a story to my readers. Because uh, if I just say all nice things about a politician, that would not suffice because, uh, as you yourself described, see, the politicians have a very, I, I have a lot of healthy regard, but they have a very challenging life. They make a lot of compromises. Compromises, not necessarily in a negative sense, but, you know, some of them have a Robin Hood kind of image. Some of them, the whole electoral system, as we understand, has a lot of streak of corruption. For instance, you look at uh, the old expenses ceiling limit. It says 50 lakh, 75 lakh rupees for parliament. Now, we know that everyone spends more. So at one level, everyone uses some kind of, so to say, corrupt means to 
fight elections at the same same time many politicians are not personally corrupt so these are the issues that uh, i i mean i was dealing with and i thought i must clarify very interesting sir now while i'm tempted to ask you on why you picked out these 50 personalities i shall skip that question to ask you about those resplendent profiles that you have written that have made me sit up and read more carefully now to begin with there was profile of chandrash swami that really enamored me if you could tell us bit about him to our listeners especially about his connection to margaret thatcher and who could have imagined that a saffron clad astrologer could dictate the iron lady Yes, this is amazing, and this tells you, Shobhna, that vulnerability of politicians uh, across the world. Because here was a man who was considered as a, some kind of a fixer. He was not a great, you know, man of religion. He 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 could do something. I mean, he would uh, give a piece of paper, and he would say, "Think of a number," and then uh, you know, he would guess it right. So that would mesmerize a lot of people. And therefore, I was very when I say this, uh, actually. the book's title as say that 50 people who influence uh, india's politics it need not be influenced in the same way the way president apj kalam uh, influenced or tel bari bajpay influenced or indira gandhi influenced so many people i have included uh, you know people like chandra swami people like utrochi and all those who were some people may say they were mavericks but they were playing such important role at one point or the other that they influenced influence can be kind of bad adverse influence also but they did influence that you know politics and here was a man uh, chandra swami that you're talking about you know he had a huge say in international relations he was he was known to many people sultan of brunei margaret thatcher i mean his interaction with margaret thatcher i have described in length and i would want readers to read it it's it's, it's very fascinating and here we get see that it's you know it's england and it's a uh, iron lady and it's uh, you know they are so kind of uh, advanced and uh, and they were also equally vulnerable mr thatcher was very keen to know what is in store for her how would you know she be 10 years down the line and that kind of typical insecurities of a politician so i think in that sense i found this chandra swami's interaction uh, with margaret thatcher rather fascinating and mind you this this is There is another thing uh, that Chobla will you would know as a writer and as a uh, journalist as a source and documenting it. Now here that India's that uh, uh, former foreign minister and a career diplomat Natwarsing was present and it happened before Natwarsing, so it was not a hearsay of that uh, Chandra Swami uh, cooked up these things. In fact, Margaret Thatcher was very keen. I would interrupt you here, sir. Could you give us a small glimpse to our listeners about what exactly transpired between Margaret Thatcher and Chandra Swami? Just a glimpse. So uh, Margaret Thatcher uh, actually called up uh, Natwar Singh, and she said that she wants to meet uh, this Chandra Swami. And Chandra Swami then Chandra Swami is taken to Margaret Thatcher, and they meet, and then he sort of gives her a you know he says you you think of a number. and don't let me know and then he, he he gives that number not once but thrice so she gets very kind of shocked and surprised she actually could start imagining that uh, chandra swami can actually read the future and foretell it he also told her many things that uh, were bothering her and some of it turned out to be quite true 
so i am just i don't want to say everything because i want uh, you know people who are listening to this podcast to actually read it and uh, relish it so that would be i would think as a author i think that would be far more beneficial for them yeah i i understand uh, again i would uh, ask you to also give us a glimpse about this beautiful profile that you wrote about fulan devi and what really enamored me and what i think the readers why the readers should pick up this book and read is about this a beautiful episode about her eating a musk melon in a limousine in paris could you tell us a bit more sir yes yes so this is uh, this is very fascinating part i mean i had a i would say privilege of meeting pulan devi several time when uh, she was a parliamentarian and she was very candid and open about it so what happened that somebody in france was making a film on her and uh, they had uh, invited her there and she went to france and uh, the, the the film company had made very elaborate arrangements so there was all fancy car and a hotel and all and pulen was going in paris and suddenly she spots a uh, somebody selling you know watermelon there and she tells the driver of limousine to just stop that and stop it that was one part of it that you know the busy road uh, pulen's car was uh, kind of forced out it, it happens in india quite frequently in uh, north india and delhi and meerut everywhere you can see that somebody driving that speed of 80 or 100 and suddenly would stop to uh, you know buy uh, fruits or vegetables but it's it's very rare in europe or in france so she first of all she she made that uh, driver stop that car and she uh, asked him to uh, buy that watermelon and to the driver's horror she started actually started eating uh, watermelon inside the car and she was sitting on seat uh, seat cross leg and uh, as we know that uh, eating uh, watermelon wasmelon uh, is not a easy thing and it start started dropping everywhere and she but she was absolutely uh, i mean i would say that bindas uh, you know free she was really enjoying and uh, relishing it and she did that can you imagine what a beautiful episode sir from such a intriguing character uh, now sir uh, coming to the next question before prashant kishore became the byword for a political strategist we had arun nehru now you have a very interesting profile of him uh, of prime minister rajiv gandhi's cousin who helped him become the pm and then brought him down too could you talk about this him a bit sir Arun Nehru was a fascinating character. Very, I some would say, very uh, dominating. Uh, some would say he was a maverick. Some would say that he actually was the one who kind of spoiled and destroyed Rajiv Gandhi's political career. But Rajiv Gandhi had brought him uh, thinking that Arun Nehru would act as a interface between him and the party. And Arun Nehru came with. Uh, with a lot of ideas remember he was a top executive in a private firm he came with a newer ideas he had a particular way of looking at things see he became a huge power center and because uh, as you have described you know he was a, a relative of uh, rajiv gandhi that gave him uh, extra power so mr arun nehru had a say in everything he was just uh, to begin with he was just minister of state uh, but his influence was huge and uh, so lot of these good things so not so many good things lot of bad thing that happened during rajiv gandhi's tenure was all put at arun nehru's uh, doorstep and when bofors happened by that time arun nehru was dropped for political reasons 
and then the nehru teams up with uh, vishwanath tap singh and the typical like you know badle ki bhavna driven by that you know he joins vp singh and participates in events that led to downfall of rajiv gandhi and emergence of vp singh as prime minister so here was a man who was very uh, kind of uh, i would say today's uh, world you know very mba type management style who got into this traditional uh, politics tried to infuse uh, you know had of some kind of fusion uh, out of it failed and faltered and it had huge consequences in fact arun nehru's uh, stint in politics has a bearing even now why i'm saying because as somebody who has covered the congress party for long when rahul gandhi joined politics uh, in 2000 for uh, mr arun nehru was very much alive though he was not in politics so it's believed that many times uh, rahul gandhi would go and meet arun nehru to get to know what was happening uh, during rajiv gandhi what went wrong between 1984 to 89 how rajiv gandhi who had won such a huge mandate uh, lost in 1989 and arun nehru which kind of bought peace with the nehru gandhi family with the sonia gandhi and children actually gave a huge uh, i would say uh, in parts uh, you know big picture of the congress how rajiv gandhi according to arun nehru was let down by uh, senior congress leaders and perhaps i look at it this is my interpretation i think that has formed rahul gandhi's uh, world view towards the congress party he is not uh, sometimes he is very judgmental he judges them rather harshly so i think somewhere whatever arun nehru has told him schooled him about congress party its dynamics and mind you many players who were uh, there during rajiv gandhi era are still in the congress or uh, were there during upa years i think that has shaped rahul gandhi's opinion and this is also when i say that you know influencing politics so for outside world maybe arun nehru's political uh, career was just until the time rajiv gandhi was alive but in effect actually arun nehru continued to influence indian politics even now uh, that is a very interesting insight sir now th- there was this really uh, fascinating um, thing about your book is that it show you profile a lot of film actors devanand vinod khanna could you talk a bit about the meeting ground of politics and cinema i think that's a very interesting question see i i i feel that politician i have a very healthy opinion of uh, politicians and i think politicians whatever uh, public persons or apart they are very hard working people they try to imagine the size of a constituency it's uh, not less than a million i mean in parliament terms not less than a million to meet their aspirations and expectations is a very challenging thing and our bureaucratic system is such that it does not allow doesn't give much powers to at least members of parliament and that's where i feel that those who were in the film industry uh, and dabbled in politics joined in politics were uh, actually far more uh, interesting characters because it was their quest to uh, their quest for longevity in public life as long as they were there in the real life uh you know they had a connect with masses they were loved and adored and when they joined politics uh, came face to face with the with the masses they had a very uh, interesting experience uh, and our country is full of this if you look at uh, tamil nadu politics uh, 
many key characters uh, came from uh, film background and they transformed themselves as excellent uh, politicians, administrators, rulers. So uh, in, in the what we call it Bollywood, the Hindi film industry also, many people came in and some of them did a remarkable job. So I thought I must mention and profile them. I have also written a book called Neta Abhineta, uh, Bollywood star power in Indian politics about all those film stars turned politicians who made it to parliament. So I have included uh, Devanand, not because Devanand is a very uh, well-known actor or still uh, admired and res respected by millions of Indians, an iconic figure. But Devanand did not become member of parliament, but look at his thing. He was really democracy's democracy David. When Indira Gandhi's, uh, you know, that uh, short uh, emergency was there, short period of emergency and so to say, uh, sense of dictatorship was there he rebelled and he formed a political party so, and a political a serious political party that had a manifesto that had many uh, people in it Vijay Lakshmi Pandit who Jawaharlal Nehru's uh, sister she was part of uh, there the was a very uh, well known tax consultant uh, Rani Palkiwala and several other people had joined him so it was a very serious but it tells you about the citizenry that how in terms of crisis and challenges you know, people from all uh, walks of life, they rise and they try to come up uh, with solution. And Devanand and Bollywood. So we tend to think that these are all kind of, you know, skin people. But no, they are real people. They have a same uh, concern and a greater degree of uh, love and affection for our country, for uh, constitution, uh, for democracy. Now, this is something I want to know. When you interact with any subject of course when you're meeting them for the first time it's not as if you already have formed an idea that you would be writing about that person at a later time how do you remember these nuggets how do you do you go back home jot them down or just commit to them to your memory how, how does it work i think it's not a it's not a very difficult job uh one thing is there and uh, maybe many people are listening, youngsters uh, and those who are interested in writing and journalism, you need to have some of the very basic things in the sense that uh, a degree of interest in what you're doing and second thing, have a healthy regard for uh, people or the characters we, are, we meet on our professional side and try to, you know, read between the lines. Uh, and not everything is for uh, reporting or presenting facts as they have, because many a time politicians also they want to share their uh, concern and their uh, experiences, and they look at uh, uh, journalists and media as people they can they could bounce those through those ideas and narrate those incidents and get some kind of insight. So it's a rather. Uh, very interesting interplay that goes on. I would say I was fortunate and lucky to, uh, you know, given a chance by uh, people who were very who were there in public life and uh, talk to me in confidence, in confidence piece that uh, share their thoughts and opinions. Therefore, I've been overtly careful not to, you know, malign them because it's uh, first of all it's unfair and second thing is it's unethical also. So therefore, I could see that. You know, politicians had a, you know, zeal of life. Was so, every, every human has a zeal for life. But I thought politicians are someone who thought that they're going to live forever. And this is something that makes it very interesting because they would do everything possible. I mean, I have documented many of those uh, 
characters like uh, uh, Arjun Singh, uh, ML Fotedar, RK Dhawan, all of them had a thing. They were, uh, you know, politicians. They tried to be politician among politicians. And the way they would, uh, you know, manipulate and play games, say one thing and do the other thing. It's, it's, it's a fascinating commentary. Everybody, I mean, I'm not just talking about Rajiv Gandhi. He was a man who brought so much of, you know, modernization and modernity in Indian uh, society and public life. At the same time, he catered to a kind of very conservative sections of uh, society on the, on the Shahbanu case because he wanted and he was told, and of course, Arun Nehru, uh, influence was also there to win elections. At, so when people say today's politics is very bad or, you know, people are trying to, it's a personality cult driven. I think personality cult was there all along. Very interesting to know, sir. Um, now, out of the 50 profiles that you wrote, which one was the most difficult one to write and which came to you, which one came to you very easily and is your personal favorite? I think that's a very difficult question to uh, answer. I think, first of all, we should make a distinction between a, a you know, biographical account, uh, a kind of biography and a obituary or a short commentary. Because uh, in in uh, biographical account we are at liberty to have a you know look at that uh, life from childhood uh, till death and various phases uh, all those things are there so it's far bigger project uh, obituary has a, a very uh, you know uh, it has a word limit constraint you have to give glimpse of that person's personality in uh, uh, two three four five thousand words. Uh, so, therefore, it becomes very uh, uh, difficult to uh, actually do that. As they say in Urdu, you know, it's like putting a river water in a, in a bucket or so. So, this is a, a challenge, uh, a very insurmountable challenge. And second thing was that how many things, it's, there are so many episodes are there. So, I have gone, I have just uh, make an attempt to pick things that I thought would interest uh, readers because nobody is interested in, so to say, in their uh, personal life, you know, where they studied and what kind of the family life. It, in a biography, all these are all an integral part. But in an obituary, it gives you, uh, gives a writer an opportunity to pick and choose. And Shobna, I want to tell you one more thing. In India uh, and also in largely in journalism, we do not have much, you know, big tradition to write uh, you know, kind of political obituaries. The obituaries are written, but mostly they are very kind of factual, uh, basic, and they are also... Also, most of our obituaries are very hastily written, no? Yes, yes, yes. So that is there. But I saw that in England, and you know, the Guardian and Times uh, uh, and the Telegraph there, you know, they were carry very comprehensive uh, obits. They were actually designated people uh, who would be doing this, and they do a lot of research, uh, and uh, to come up and work hard, uh, it's like a specialized writing that they do. Uh, so therefore, I have made this attempt to put it in a book form and take it to the readers because this is a new genre that, uh, in, at least in uh, Indian journalism, that's not been written about. So uh, it's very difficult. And I think uh, personal access is very much important. So if you see in my uh, in this book, uh, Leaders, Politicians and Citizens uh, would... Uh, 80% or 90% of profiles are of those who, with whom I had a 
privilege and opportunity to interact not once but on several occasions see them from close quarters uh, see them judge their politics but there are some uh, characters uh, that i had not met but uh, i took it as a, a kind of uh, you know challenge to do research uh, and write a commentary so uh, i would say the writing these profiles was uh, was not easy each person had a story a story that had vivid kind of uh, emotions uh, various phases a uh, lot of shade of gray lot of good things uh, many not so good thing you look at uh, balasaheb thakre how do you explain his character i mean a public mind has a as a has a image of thakre but thakre was much more than uh, what uh, it was like he was a man of wit humor and remember he did not hold any office and yet he wielded so much power and uh, i mean i'm not talking about of course there is a dark side of thakre that we can go on talking about but thakre was able to identify lot of uh, key things that kind of uh, the issue of unemployment the youth unrest someone could argue that he did not channelize it properly but he had a knack of uh, uh, you know looking at uh, things uh, and spotting it like i mean in today's politics we see i mean from a, if you look at from a liberal positions uh, the many of the doings or of undoings of a present ruling class are uh, can be questionable but the fact is that nobody can deny that uh, uh, these people have a they know the pulse of the people and that's how thakre was and what happened when thakre died you know state funeral was accorded by a congress government and remember the, the that that time chief minister prithviraj chavan telling me that how could i he was so much admired i mean uh, i could not be uh, do injustice to thakre and he was thakre who was uh, debarred from casting his vote uh by the election commission i mean is one person i would say in public life who was given this kind of punishment so therefore that's what i keep saying there is so much this shade of gray it's very difficult to actually portray a correct picture i have tried but i know as a uh, writer as a author i know my limitations that a human life which has uh, which is evolving personality it cannot be uh, profiled in 5000 odd words yes very very true and now i would like to leave our listeners uh, talking about i want you to talk about fares uh, considering he is again in news because we have suddenly decided that he needs to be excluded from class 10 textbook and there is this really completely unknown thing that you write here in your book that this beautiful uh, poem bol kila bazaar hai tere bol कि जहाँ अब तक तेरी है ही रोड दिस अबाउट शेख अब्दुल्ला सो अगेन कुड यू टॉक अबिट अबाउट शेख अब्दुल्लास्टिंगस Ashish Abdullah is one character. Lal Denga is another character. You refer to Pulan Devi. These are the people that I think public image is hazy and often, uh, you know, negative. They were fascinating characters in their own way. And here was Sheikh Saab. You know, there were the three famous uh, poets of Urdu: Hafiz Jalandari, Josh Maliabadi, and Faiz. They all have written about Sheikh Abdullah. So he was a huge iconic figure, a, a nationalist to begin with, and then of course. Uh, 
many people thought that you know including nehru thought that he was acting against uh, national interest and that's how he was jailed and whole kashmir politics and kashmir situation became far more complicated but there was a phase when there was a very easy access to people who had who had migrated who had gone to pakistan they could come to india and be there till 1965 war there was a very uh, kind of easy access was there and here was sheikh abdullah who would uh, meet and interact uh, with lot of people not just politicians but uh, poets uh, men of letters and they would also they were also very influenced by sheikh abdullah's life remember he was a very ordinary man a, uh, you know president son who made it so big uh, in kashmir and uh, initially years of when uh, pakistan did uh, the first act, act of aggression in uh, uh, october 1947 it was sheikh abdullah and his men that muslim conference and national conference volunteers who fought uh, against the uh, pakistani uh, regulars irregulars whatever you want to call them till the time that indian army uh, came in so i think uh, sheikh abdullah's profile is something that i remember you were asking me what was the challenging thing i think writing about sheikh abdullah and lal dinga was uh, was a real challenge and i would say as author i do some satisfaction in drawing their pen, uh, pen picture that i would say is closer to the truth than what is being narrated now thank you so much rashid for coming on the hindus on book podcast uh, we would love to host you again and i hope you write your next book very soon thank you shobna i found this interaction extremely engaging uh, as i said as a author i know that uh, the books suffer from certain uh, limitations uh, uh, structural or otherwise but i would want readers to have a look at flip through it there lot of uh, stories the stories which are lesser known stories that have a had a bearing and continue to have a bearing on national politics in that sense it is very important to be uh, reading such material so that we get to know ourselves better thank you for listening to the hindu on books you can now find the hindu's podcast such as in focus and parley on spotify apple podcast stitcher and other major platforms Write to us with comments and feedback at socmed4 s o c m e d 4 at the rate thehindu.co.in. 